Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And um, Sarah, you've written a little bit about um, running with your kids. I mean, tell me about, and you've been a girls on the run coach, as have I. Yes. Um, Give me a one word, um, one word that sums up your experience with running with your kids (laughs) or trying to get them to run, I guess I should say. Uh, um, uh, Laborious. (laughs) I thought you were going to say frustrating, maybe. Yeah. Um, How about you? Yeah. Uh, I mean... It's not necessarily frustrating. I think it's um, daunting. Met- daunting or like mental attitude adjustment. You know, well, like that's, you have that's to give three, up. That's three words. You told me. I one. know. I know. <laughs> I can break my own rules, though. I'm, I'm good like that. <laughs> you um, sure are. <laughs> um, but I think I think what happens, you know, I mean, so I, I coached girls on the run for two seasons, and um, and I think the idea of my running mm-hmm. has nothing to do with their idea of their running, mm-hmm. right? Like. Uh- that's an interesting point because, I, I mean, they had such respect and kind of awe on their faces. I know when I'd talk about I was training for, I forget what marathon was, while I was training them. And, you know, they'd be all seemingly all impressed. But then it was somehow like that didn't apply to them. Like they they weren't able to do that. They, they you know, had no desire to do anything close to that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, like I said before, I think it's kind of a mature thing. But, I mean, you know, it was for us it was – you know, you run like a bat out of hell and then they walk like they're, you know, strolling at a mall and then they run like sprint up to the next playground and then they walk to the, you know, the tetherball. Oh, but barely walk. It was more, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a true dawdle. I mean, just, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, it, it was, was funny. I don't know if I've, I've ever told this on the podcast, but, um, you know, so I would, I, you know, so we had like two moms and then we had two kind of 20 something coaches that came from girls on the run, like super cute, super energetic. They weren't moms. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they had this kind of perspective that they don't, they don't have the weariness that we carry just <laughs> inherently. Right. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, I was kind of like the one that was like, come on girls, this is not girls on the walk, you know, and would kind of like, you know, give them a hard time. And, um, I'm sure that was, that wasn't intimidating to them at all, Timothy, to have you. No, I I was goofy with them too. I mean, I don't think I was intimidating, but I would, you know, I'd be like, come on. I mean, especially when a girl could run, I mean, there were all different physical abilities there for sure. Uh And I definitely did not, you know, um, push kids that were not able to run, to run. Oh yeah. You know, if there was a little whippersnapper who's, you know, like claiming she has a side ache and I know she doesn't you know, like you're running sister, you know, like, <laughs> um, kind of like, you know, when I used to fake my period in gym class before right. I even had a period. Um, but anyway, so the day, like there was one day, you know, it, it's funny cause the training cycle is eight weeks or 10 weeks, I guess. And it kind of mimics, I mean, what all of us feel in a training cycle, like kind of elation at the beginning, like I'm going to do this. This is awesome. And then you kind of hit kind of that middle, slash six, seven weeks. And you're like, Oh, the race doesn't feel close enough to make yeah. it still feel fun. And you're just kind of in the trenches, like right. getting it done. And, um, and that's when they were, we had them fill out surveys. We had to, oh. you know, have, have each kid fill out a survey. And, 
And one day they were just not listening at all. And I got all, you know, my underwear all in a bundle. I'm like, do you treat your teachers like this? I know you respect your teachers. You do not talk in front of them while someone else is talking, you know, and getting all just kind of, you know, pissed, basically. I was pissed, you know. And um, and so then I'm, you know, and then we send them out on their runs. And, uh, and, and I'm looking through the surveys kind of surreptitiously. And they're like, Coach Dimity is much too strict. She is not fun at all. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, there was my 10 years girl in the run coach. That was, when, um, that was my first year. And then the second year, I'm like, I'm not sure if anyone's going to come back. Oh, my gosh. It like, it quote, unquote, sold out. You know, like parents were mad that um, that we hadn't put like first come, first served on oh. the, like, in the sign up sheet. Uh-huh. So um, so I guess that my 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 iron fist didn't 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 resonate too hard with them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would have paid good money to to be able to watch you do all this. <laughs> well, it is. It's a different beast. I mean, it is a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit hard because, you know, you got your child in the mix, you know, and so that's always a little bit of a touchy situation when a parent is coaching a child. Yeah. But, it, but, but. Oh, so you, were you able, you were Amelia's coach? See, we had, when I did it, there were two groups at the place where I was doing it and they would not, they, you know, they don't allow parents to coach their own child. Oh, no, nope. They let me, I, I, maybe I broke a rule, but, Uh, but I was there. Yeah. mm, Yeah. mm. Um, yeah, I just, I like you found it very frustrating that, that these girls who I had seen perfectly capable of running continuously, you know, just two days before or something like that, then being like, do, 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 you know, stop and picking dandelions, all that stuff. And I'm just like, people, we are here to run. Like (laughs) you are not going to let me down. Not uh, girls on the walk. Well, yeah. and did you guys do the um, chase the coach workout? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was super duper fun, and we had loads of laughs on that one. Yeah, the, uh, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like freeze tag. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. we flipped, flipped it around. I had to chase the the girls. Did, did you do that, or did they have you them chase you? I'm not remembering. You remember? I'm, I'm just remembering that it was. I just. It was very much like, um, you know, how humans were able to catch their prey all those years <laughs> ago was that, um, you know, the the lion or the, you know, gazelle may be faster than you at the outset, but, you know, you can keep running. You have the stamina to catch them and wear the wildebeest down. And so I just was like, you know what, you can... <laughs> <laughs> you can dart away from me, but I can keep coming after you, and eventually you won't be able to dart anymore. So I think it was must have been us chasing the kids because yeah, they, I, I don't think I was the wildebeest. Like I don't think I could wear them down. I mean, they are fast. When they, I mean, they, when they those little like spinty little like third grader legs, they can run like the wind. And I'm like, I mean, I think I tore a hamstring like trying to catch of one course. of them. I, I really, I really did hurt myself. And this year, they're all like, "Well, let's, when are we doing the chasing workout? When are we doing the chasing workout?" And I'm like, now with training for Ironman, I'm like. We'll do it sometime. We'll do it sometime. You know, <laughs> we didn't. I am not missing out on my lifelong goal because you, you little wildebeest, you chase me. That's exactly because I can't catch the cheetah or the wildebeest or whatever <laughs> African animal analogy we're doing here. Right. <laughs> so the reason we are talking about kids and running today is because we have two guests on today who are um, involved with um, have started really wonderful programs that get kids moving, kids running, um, all the way up. Our second guest got kids um, doing the Austin Marathon, which is just so amazing. Um, so, but Dimity, you want to talk a little bit about um, the plan, the contest. Yes, yes. So, so both of these guests um, have been recipients of the Run for Good 
grant that Saucony gives out, um, they give out up to $10,000 to foundations or organizations that help kids get moving. Um, And the whole thing is to to help fight childhood obesity, which, as we all know, is a huge um, epidemic in the U.S. And so the way it works is there's a Run for Good app. It's available both on Android and on the iPhone, and we have links to it on our website, anothermotherrunner.com. You download the app and you contribute your miles. So you just push start when you run, stop when you're done, um, and your miles immediately go to this general pile mm-hmm. of um, miles. Mm-hmm. And the way that it works is that so say you have Sarah's Running Club and you're helping, <laughs> you know, you're helping third grade girls run, okay, and you get a grant from Run for Good. Sarah's Running Club, you get five thousand dollars from Saucony mm-hmm. um, to run for good. You get twenty five hundred of that up front, but you've got to earn that other twenty five hundred by getting ten thousand miles on Run for Good during a certain month. Mm-hmm. So they have a different grant recipient every month. So this October, it is Creekside Middle School in Patterson, California. They have a um, Creekside has a hundred mile club, which encourages their middle schoolers to run a hundred miles over the course of the school year. So their money is going to go towards prizes, setting up the course, shoes, whatever they need to get those kids moving. So pile on your miles with the Run for Good app. And um, and the good news is that we get rewarded too, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there's uh, always it's always nice to have a little personal incentive. Um, if you log 10 runs between October 1st and November 6th on Run for Good, you can win a, um, a gift card from Saucony, which entitles you to one Saucony item, could be a pair of shoes. You get both shoes. You don't just get one. Um, or it could be a jacket for winter running, or it could be one of their new sports bras from their sports bra line. Um, so, yeah, so they get entered by um, doing 10 runs during that roughly one-month period then uh, how many winners will be chosen to get a card? And they also get, you're forgetting the best parts there. They also Mm -hmm. get another mother runner lifestyle tea. So it's all good. I ran today or, you know, don't think just go that kind of tea. Um, And we have three winners. And the way that you're going to let us know that you um, have done your 10 runs is you're going to screenshot the page that has your history on run for good and email it to uh, us at runmother at gmail.com. And, um, and all this information is going to be on our website, um, so you can check it out there. You can search for Run for Good. It's Run, the number four, and then Good. And it's and all smushed, smushed together, so exactly. like, as if and it's the, one word. Um, exactly. And if you want more information just on the app itself, you can go to Run for Good, R-U-N, number four, G-O-O-D, dot com. Okay, so a short synopsis, though, to, to recap, you uh, g- use your iPhone or Android to download the app, the Run for Good app, and then just before every run, you just go to open up the app, press start, do your run, whatever it is. At the end, you press stop, and it automatically sends those miles in, and it keeps track, and then once you've hit 10 by November 6th, then you do a screenshot of the um, your tally in in your account, and you email that to us at runmother at gmail.com. And from that, we will choose three winners who get a um, Saucony gift card and one of our lifestyle teas. Perfect. Bingo. So without further ado, let's bring on our first guest. Let's you want to tell our listeners who it is, Sarah. Yes, it is Amanda Fulmer. And she is a PE teacher in uh, Florida. And she is the founder of Lutz Miles Club. And she is also the mom of a six-year-old. So she's a mother runner. 
So thanks for joining us, Amanda. We're looking forward to talking about kids and running with you. So, but first, how about, um, tell us what your background is with running and, and kind of what brought you to working with to get kids moving. Well, I, I always grew up uh, working out and playing hard. My mother was a runner. Um, some of my fondest memories was running with my mother um, when she participated in 5Ks and things when I was in elementary school. And I just don't see a lot of that happening nowadays, um, not to the extent I would like to see. So I was trying to come up with a running program that could incorporate all of the students in the school, which is very hard when you're at a school like mine where 80% of the school is bussed in. There's no sidewalks around here or anything like that. So we couldn't have a running program after school. So I wanted to come up with something that could get kids moving during school hours. So it's the Lutz Miles Club. Tell us about what it is and when you started it. Okay, the Lutz Miles Club was started um, last year. It was an idea that I had because in Florida, um, we only service the children one hour a week in physical education class, which is just not enough. You know, the American Heart Association says that kids should be exercising a minimum of an hour a day. And I only see them twice a week for 30 minutes. So the other 90 minutes of their PE is supposed to be recess, which is teacher oriented, you know, which I hate to say, sometimes it's up to um, that teacher or how much movement that teacher is. And that's putting a lot of pressure on women in high heels, you know, to get out there and do <laughs> things. So I tried to come up with something that the kids could participate on their own. And I made a course, which is a quarter mile track and um, getting building permits and things like that within the school is super hard. So I did it all by mapping out the field with certain trees and posts. And I put paw prints on them and trained the kids to always run on the right of the paw prints where the leopards. So all of the kids were trained on that. And during their recess, so the other 90 minutes that they're allowed to go outside, they can keep track of running and they have these little mileage cards and the teachers, when they're sitting at like a teacher bench, they can mark them as they run by. And then every time a five mile card is completed, the teachers turn them into me. And then I go through a series of different prizes and incentives that the kids have. And I keep track of all their miles and they get to go on the morning show. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. I, I wanted at least 50% of the school to participate. And as you can see last year, we had 98% um, participate. Wow. What's, what's the morning show? Sorry, before, just to finish up. So is it like a, a local TV show or something? No, no. All schools, um, at least in Hillsborough County, we have like a inner morning show, like a, the, the little kids put on and they get on the morning show and they talk. And, um, I present like each week, any child, um, last year I presented a child with an award, a special certificate and recognition on the morning show. They made it to 55 miles and 110 miles, but this year I'm rewarding them every 25 miles to give them that extra push. And right now I have the program going to over 200 miles and within three days I've already had, cause we just started up our running and within three days I've already had eight kids complete a five mile card. Wow. 
Wow. So so it's like morning announcements, Dimity, oh, like yeah. you know, over the loudspeaker. Right? I'm thinking yeah, more I, like, <laughs> here we are at KQED oh, I thought it was like the local news yeah. or whatever. <laughs> We've got the, yeah, no, I was... the, the Lutz Morning cl- the Miles Club on, which would be great. That would be great, but it'd be a little disruptive to the school day. That's what I thought so too. That was like the local Hoda and Kathy Lee. And then I, I actually read an article and I'm like, okay, gotcha. It's the thing that's the, you know, all over the PA in the school. And so back to the, back to that track though. So we're talking just like, it's, it must almost be like a cross-country um, course then, right? Yes, ma'am. It, it goes over um, a sidewalk, around a turtle hole. Uh, we make a joke, you know, <laughs> like around a tree, you know, over the sand. So it is a little bit of a cross-country track because um, it is just the field that, you know, we've been blessed with. And we're using the space that we have. And there's no angle of the field that I can't see from the court or that teachers can't see from where they're usually mm-hmm. posted. So the kids do really well and they, they check each other. And uh, what I love last year is like last year, I stopped the program at 110 and I had 27 students complete it before the end of the year. And they continued to run to help others in their class get to certain goals that they set for themselves. So it's really, really helped push each other. I mean, they, they really help each other out and that's the kind of sportsmanship you know, that I want to bring to them and that success that they can give themselves. That's what I want to see. That's, that's awesome. How, how many um, laps are a mile of your, of your uh, self-constructed track? Four laps are a mile. Um, right now, due to weather, I have them limited at a mile a day um, because it's about 99 degrees outside. So mm-hmm. we've had, um, you know, a couple kids get overheated um, so we had to go through the certain months. I'll only I'll limit them to certain amounts of miles that they can complete. Right now, most teachers are only allowing their children to do two laps um, at mm-hmm. a time just because they're not equipped. You know, it's just too hot right now. But as it gets cooler, you know, it will be better. Right. So, so share with us, us some standout results or stories, you know, kind of some memories that you have of it. Absolutely. Uh, well, one of the things I've been so excited about with this program is that so many runners have reached out to me and contacted me. And I would, I would love to be able to give you all my contact information because I want to be able to make this better and, and have this grow every year. Saucony was really great awarding us with this grant, but that really only covers us for about a year and a half of running this program. So I am always interested in ways to make the program better. But this year I was able to buy shoes for a lot of my students in need, uh, which is wow. super great. I mean, these kids were running and, you know, equivalent to like flip flops because they wanted to participate so bad. So I was able to purchase a bunch of shoes. I had over five parents wrote me letters last year and contacted me that their children had lost weight. And they were so surprised of how easy it was. And I think it's just getting them moving. A lot of these children, you know, go home from school and sit on the couch and watch TV or play video games. And they just, it's very easy to keep yourself in shape just to get outside and play and to move and to run or walk. So I try to send home a lot of information to parents, like walk and talk with your students every day, like find out what's going on in your kid's life, but be walking as you find out. Sure, You know, or running with your students. And that's kind of the memories I have of running with my family. You know, that was big in our family, that we had exercising moments together. And that's when we used to catch up in each other's lives. 
That's great. That's great. Well, so you talked about how you got shoes um, with a run for good grant from Saucony. What, what did you use the money for anything else? And, and remind me, did you guys get $4,800? Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Um, their grants, they awarded 10 people, I believe, grants, and they award up to $10,000. I only asked for $4,800. Um, I found out about the grant about a week before it was due, and I jumped mm -hmm. on it. Um, because it looked like such a great opportunity, but I kind of didn't want to ask for too much. I was just really praying to keep my program going. So I asked for $4,800, and then they give you a challenge. So we were awarded the grant. They gave us half of the money up front, and then we had to, um, we were given a, a month that we would have to get people to run on the running app, which is Run for Good. And we were given the month of September. And if we were completed 10,000 miles or more of people running on that free app for us, then we would be given um, the rest of our funds. So, so what advice do you have for parents who are trying to get their own children off the couch and start exercising? I mean, it is, you know, we, I think we all know it's a problem. And I think we all want to get our kids away from the screens. But sometimes it's a lot easier said than done. So, so what are some things, Amanda, that you think have kind of helped you get the kids going? Well, at school, I'm using incentives like part of the running program. The kids are awarded a necklace. Like this year, they're very excited with the funds. I was able to buy cooler prizes. So the first five-mile car that they do, I'm awarding them with a, it's kind of like a metal necklace, you know, like the Army necklace and a glow-in-the-dark mm -hmm. foot. And then every oh, five-mile nice. card they turn in, they get another trinket. So it, they'll be like mileage numbers or it'll be different feet or sneakers, but they're very cool things that they'll get on their necklace and they wear them with honor. They wear them with pride. I mean, I have seen kids out um, at the mall and they're, you know, wearing their necklace and other kids are talking to them. And that's one hmm. thing that I've done at school, but with my own personal child, um, I, we don't make it really an option. We play. Uh, we do our homework and we go outside and we play. I run with her usually as she's learned to ride a two-wheel bike. That's been like a blessing. It allows me to run with her, you know, while she rides her bike. Or mm -hmm. we uh, walk the dog or we play games. I like to kind of push my limits and have her reach a goal. So I'll say today, if you make it all the way to the park, we'll stay and, you know, play an extra 30 minutes or something like that. But I try to do anything I can to make outdoors and outside fun. And I think that's what it's all about. If you allow it to be fun, it doesn't have to be work. And they don't even know that they're exercising. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Throw some play in there. And then, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but having just uh, come from running in, you know, really hot, humid weather. I mean, is there anything that you would recommend for people that where the weather can be a hindrance? Yes, absolutely. Um, at this school, we're lucky that we have a couple water fountains close by, but I do try to write emails and I try to send flyers home explaining to parents that it's really important for them to bring a water bottle every day of the week, even if it's an empty one that they can refill. But hydration is so important. Um, I never go anywhere without a water bottle. Um, and the mm. students know that it's, I always make a big point of drinking around them and showing them that water mm. is super important. You know, it's what you need to be able to move in the hot weather. And I hate to see kids overheated and they learn better when they're exercising, but then you can go to the extreme and if they overdo it and they're over hot, then they get heat headaches. 
And then that's working against, you know, the classroom teacher, which I never want to do. So we we make a big point about preaching about um, hydration because that is the key. And I've been talking to other PE teachers. I've attended a couple, at least our local meetings, and told people that I will help them and I will give them everything I've got and show them what I have done to make this happen um, for my school because I really believe what I've done is easy to do in a school. It takes a little bit of organization, but once you get the hang of it, it's very easy to keep track of and monitor and, and help you know, the students be successful. Well, congratulations, Amanda. I mean, it's, it's so cool what you're doing, and we hope that um, there are other runners listening to this that um, are getting some ideas to, to maybe take to their schools because that's, I mean, it's so key to, to get those kids moving. Make some more future mother runners who can then share it with their kids and keep the process going. So th- thanks so much for joining us, Amanda. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, next up we have Jeff Knight, um, who is the director of Marathon High based in Austin, Texas. He is also a running coach through Rogue Running, um, and he is a newly minted father runner. He has a two-month-old. And when Sarah, when he told Sarah and I that, we all went, oh, cute. How's it going? Um, Anyway, here's Jeff. So thanks for joining us, Jeff. Tell us about your background with running and uh, how you got involved helping kids discover the power of running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, thanks for, for having me on the, on the show. That's great. So, um, I, I started running in high school and I had a football coach as a track coach and did not actually have a very good experience with running and, um, got out of it, went to college and was like, I'm never running again. I, I hated this. And, and so then I went, and I had an internship in Delaware and was really, really bored and watched the Tour de France all summer and was got motivated to get out and exercise and I didn't have a bike. So I was like, well, I'll get out and start running again. I know how to do that. And mm-hmm. kind of got back into it from there and and kind of got more and more and more serious and um, you know, started working with Rogue where we saw the power of running in adults' lives and the life changes it was making with with, um, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds and saw these amazing changes with completing a marathon and just having that big, huge achievement. So my boss and I were sitting around talking one day where it's just like, wouldn't this be so amazing to bring this to kids? And that sort of hatched plan. We started looking around and, and got it going from that point, really. <laughs> wow. beginnings. Good. Good. And by kids, you, you mostly target middle schoolers. Is that right? Middle school and high schoolers, for the most part, um, that's we have a program here in town that does a good job with elementary school kids, and we really believe in having that kind of. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. Bark boxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first bark box. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. 
If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Big audacious goal and the marathon and half marathon is is the perfect goal for, for that age group. And um, we wouldn't want to go any younger. We'd have to change the program up completely. And sure. so, yeah. You, want, we, you, want, like you don't want to coax a six-year-old across 26.2 miles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Come on, come on. There's something there for you at the end, I promise. Yeah. There's a treat. There's a treat. There's a popsicle there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so, so the Austin Distance Challenge um, started uh, – sorry, is that right? Started with a 5K. Is that was it called the Austin Distance Challenge? Yes, the Austin Distance Challenge is a, a local race series that kind of pins local runners up against one another to run, you know, consistently good through a series of five races, I believe. And um, it starts actually with a 10K and works its way through. We actually start on race number two with their 5K. So the second race is a 10 miler, but we start with the 5K there, mm. and okay. we do a, a five miler turkey trot in um, the end of november and then we do a 13 mile race for the high schoolers in december and the middle schoolers do the accompanying 5k there and then we go into january and we do a 30k for the high schoolers and the middle schoolers do a 10k and then we do a half marathon in february for the middle schoolers and the full marathon for the high schoolers at the austin marathon nice so the whole so the marathon high program is from the 5K all the way to the marathon, like that—that's kind of what is uh-huh. considered the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and okay. in a nutshell, that sort of we started on day one just a couple weeks ago when the program kicked off with basically a five or ten minute walk, walk jog, and it's really a completion based program. We're not, you know, out trying to break uh, middle school, high school records at a <laughs> marathon or half marathon distance. We're just really just wanting kids to get out there and and, and push themselves and set a goal for themselves. So. Um, we start with with a really light kind of regimen and work their way through. And each time they hit that new race distance, it's the furthest time, furthest they've ever, or that's the furthest they've run up to that point. So the mm-hmm. first time they run the uh, half marathon in December for the high schoolers, this is the first time they run 13.1 miles. So they kind of get the double excitement of running the farthest they've ever run before. Plus they get the cool shirt and they get the medals and they get, uh, you know, the kind of tag team experience with that which is, is really nice. And it allows them also to work their way up and through by having those goals along the way. Nice. Well, I'm just curious. I mean, so, I mean, 13.1 is a long way to go. 26.2 is so much farther. I mean, 
That's yeah. a lot of distance for that age to wrap their head about around. It I, is. I don't think yeah. I could have done that at that age. I mean, can you kind of talk about how you break down the distance and kind of sure. get them to, yeah. do you do like a run walk pattern? Do you do like, I mean, how do you like get them to tackle it both mentally sure. and physically? Yeah. So all the runners are different. We had runners that did everything from a four hour marathon to eight hour marathoners. So everybody had sort of a different experience and um, different goals and stuff along the way. And the way we, sort of break it down is on the front end we don't explain it that well <laughs> we sort of say hey, program we kind of get in here and uh you know challenge yourself with it and as it sort of goes along i think when they hit the 13 mile point they go oh my goodness this is a long way and they start wrapping their head around what the marathon distance is and we say well hold on you've done you know this much work so far if you've can run 13 we're guaranteed you can run 26 miles so stick with us keep training keep putting one foot in front of the other then we get to that 30k and they run 18 miles and then i think at that point they go okay i can i can do this they hit that 18 mile mark and they're like wow that was really really tough but um i I can do the marathon and and it's really just one step at a time that's one of our big kind of learning curriculum pieces is you know appreciating the small victories breaking down the big challenge into small uh, attainable mini challenges and um that's for us that's a nice metaphor for life and some of the challenges they're going to face later on in life as adults and especially with parents getting on board with the program we would predominantly serve you know a population that doesn't have a lot you know they have parents that are extremely busy and they might think that running is not the best usage of time and so we've had parents that last year that were really kind of not on board early on in the program, but after they started seeing their kids bring home the medals and the shirts and the kind of achievement they were seeing with it, they were started getting really on board to where at the point they were like, you know, fixing, you know, you're doing massage and stuff on the kids and stuff before the races <laughs> and coming out and getting really like into it. So we kind of saw this huge like uh, turn in the whole kind of family's approach to or outlook on, on the running side of it. So. Oh, nice. And it sounds like some, from some testimonials I was looking at that, um, that kids were talking about how their grades had improved while taking part in marathon high, or parents talked about how, um, 30 minutes of running did more for their kid than an hour session with the school counselor. So Uh tell us, tell us about some of the changes you witness in the participants, like not so strictly on the running side of things. Sure. Absolutely. I would almost say that running is, it almost becomes an afterthought with how we, how we set up our kind of quote unquote pillars for the program and the things we're trying to achieve with the program. And, you know, definitely the grades and the, everything from the standardized testing and stuff we keep hearing back from teachers that it's just, Oh my gosh, the kids, they, they seem to be doing, you know, they're writing about running for their essay portions of the standardized testing and really doing well in those things. And I, you know, it's just the goals or it's just the, the focus that running brings and that structured training and the, you know, sort of how you get yourself out of bed in the morning and go for that run, even though you don't necessarily want to, um, that just sort of carries over to the classroom and and their day-to-day life. And then, you know, you see the social sides improve as they develop friendships with the fellow runners in the group. And, you know, you see, I think a couple of boys last year were like, yeah, we're best friends now. Me and, me and, you know, Jim and, and Steve are best friends now because they, they've been running together this whole time. And one was like a senior and the other was like a freshman. And it oh, was nice. really cool to see yeah, yeah. kind of crossing those social boundaries of, of people becoming friends across different social circles. And we see that again as adults where we can put a bunch of adults together and all of a sudden, 
you know, you've got uh, everybody from all sort of socioeconomic statuses running together and sort of doing the same race together and, and befriending one another when normally you wouldn't see that in, yeah, more in like, uh, the world. <laughs> yeah, breaks we, down a lot of boundaries, doesn't it? Running does. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. It's it's tremendous there. And they also gain respect for sort of the environment that they live in and the city that they live in for the first time. If you're not familiar with Austin, we have a major interstate running smack dab through the center of town, kind of north-south. And basically the east side of the interstate is the lower social economic side of the, the, the interstate. And then the west side is, the, I guess, the more upper-class side. And uh, for a lot of the kids, when they ran west of that I-35 barrier, they were like, wow, this is the first time I've been over into this neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, these are 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids. And so for them, they just – it really expands their world and that they get to see what else is out there. And we wow. feel like they gain sort of a better appreciation for the town that they live in and the things that they're seeing and the neighborhood that they live in. Mm-hmm. And we hope that it gives them some desire and some motivation to, to be, you know, a real kind of leader in that, in that neighborhood area, wherever they might live and, and have a desire to, you know, get out there and, you know, clean it up if they needed to or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, it, it is pretty, it's wow. pretty interesting to see those sides. Wow, that's made, that makes me kind of think of the Susian, you know, oh, the places you'll go, the places you'll see type thing. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's really it's just getting them, you know, it's getting that life experience, getting them to see those things, which is which is just so huge, and it's something we take for granted, mm-hmm. be, you know, as being able to get in the car and drive and go all these places. But you know, for a lot of our participants, that's not something that's not the norm for them. Mm-hmm. So it's we're very happy we're able to give them that side of it. Right. So describe Marathon Day for us. That just must have been so momentous. And, and that, um, so is it that 17 students last year or this um, winter did the full marathon and 12 ran the half marathon? Is that right? Correct. Yep, that is correct. So <clears throat> we showed up at um, the our kind of headquarters, which is the road training facilities and um, kind of got everyone there. And I think for the, us, that was a huge kind of achievement, just seeing all of those kids there on race day. And, you know, we walked them over the starting line together and, you know, they were just nervous. I mean, it was typical pre-race nerves that you see with adults and stuff. And they were just total basket cases. They were <laughs> You know, we, so we were trying to get them like stand in a line and like, you know, sort of just kind of group up and rally together. And we, you know, we had our coaches sort of talking to them, getting them pumped up and doing that whole big group thing. And then, you know, once the race got going, they all kind of got into their little like running partners, got with their friends and um, started moving along. And, you know, the first kind of five, six miles, we see them all and they're all really smile, happy, you know, smiling, happy. Mm-hmm. Um, great place right at that point and you know then as the race gets along you see them at 13 miles or okay we're, we're still doing it we're doing okay <laughs> um and then you know we were waiting up at i think 19 miles or 20 miles and they were just at that point it was it was oh my goodness i don't know if i can do it but you know we had our coaches sort of stationed in that time in that period on the course and these were the coaches that have been with the kids, you know, from the start, been going to the schools twice a week. And so they had built up a, a great relationship with the kids. And so at that point, that's when the coaches were sort of jumping in and running with them and pacing them along. We also had some fantastic volunteer pacers that had done long runs with the, with the students throughout the program. And they were, you know, running with the kids and kind of pushed them along. So I mean, it definitely was one of those things where it took a village, you know, to get, <laughs> yeah. get it going. And, but it, it was, you know, for them, getting them – to the finish line, 
you know, told all the coaches, I was like, yeah, we're sunglasses that day. Cause the tears are going to be definitely rolling down. And, oh, nice. you know, it was, it was cool. We had uh, one coach kind of shuttling the kids back and forth in an old Volkswagen van. And every time he'd, you know, pull up in front of rogue and drop the kids off, everybody hang out at rogue that had ran the race adults and stuff. Yeah. Everyone started cheering and, you know, it was really cool. The kids hopped out of the bus big, or I'd say limped out of the bus with big smiles <laughs> on their face. And, um, so it was, it was, that part was really cool watching them pull up in that van and, and getting out. And every time you'd hear it, the phone would ring and be like, Oh, so-and-so finished. It'd be like, Whew, you know, and it's sort of that relief <laughs> of going, okay, you know, year one, the, the pilot year going, is this really going to happen? Are we really going to be able to get these kids there? And, and so having such success with that race day was just for us really energized us going into this year and expanding and gave us the confidence to go into a lot more schools and get, you know, so many more kids involved and, and really having that sort of that, that experience to, to go, yeah, this is something that's really, really special. We've seen it firsthand. Your peers have seen it um, come experience with us. Yeah. Well, so before we, before we look forward, um, I mean, and I, I'm just a logistics person, so I'm just curious. So like how many coaches did you have and like how you, you, it sounds like you went into different schools. So like, how did you get the kids? I know, I know our listeners will be wondering. Yeah, absolutely. So this, um, I'd say kind of August last year. So August, 2012, we were sitting around, we had the kind of layout all put together. We had the training all put together. We had all the pieces and people in place and we didn't have any kids. We didn't have <laughs> We were just sitting there biting our nails going, um, well, we might be like driving along the street here in East Austin and trying to grab high school kids and going, you want to run a marathon with us? <laughs> um, and we had, uh, we got hooked up with uh, kind of a community leader there on the East side that had a connection at um, East side Memorial high school, which is the lowest performing high school in town is always on the verge of being shut down. And and he got us hooked up with a really motivated teacher at that school. And the teacher was like, Oh my goodness, come get in here right now. And like basically had us over there that day <laughs> recruiting with it, like getting, getting it set up. And I mean, this was literally like the week before school started and we were scrambling, getting posters up, kind of doing info sessions and stuff like that. And so that was one school. And then the other school was, you know, sort of a similar thing. We just happened to have somebody in, the running community that knew about rogue and we just were kind of putting feelers out to everybody we knew like if you've got a connection at a, a high school or middle school um we love to provide the program there and <laughs> so we we had another setup there with a all girls kind of a i guess a public charter school in town that they were like sure yeah get in here and that was um that was a, a really nice relief too so we had i can i guess sort of both ends of the spectrum last year we had you know, a, a charter school, which was really well kind of organized, really super well put together. At the same time, it was still basically a, a Title I high school, which means 75% mm -hmm. of the kids are on free reduced lunches. But, you know, they had the kind of infrastructure in place to really support a program like ours. Whereas at Eastside, we were kind of making it up as we go mm -hmm. along, we were really kind of, I'd say, piecemealing it together. So for us, it was nice to have, you know, both ends to really cut our teeth in that first year. And so, um, we were at one middle school last year and two high schools is essentially okay. how it wound up. And we had goals of getting five kids to the marathon on year one. And so to have, have the numbers that we had was just for us mind blowing. And, um, it was, it was really, you know, we've just, it's just been a testament, I think, to, to what, you know, a program like this can be to kids. Yeah. So, so they train twice a week. Is that, is they that train what you twice said? a week. 
So we okay. had our coaches go to the school on Monday and Wednesday, and um, they'd meet the kids after school, and they would basically meet at the track, sign them in, do all that type of stuff, and then we'd send them out to run either around the school and just kind of make laps of school or out into the neighborhood, and the coaches would be with them. We'd, uh, towards the end of the program, we had volunteers going to the schools too, and the kids would sort of get in their running groups, and we'd have a coach with them, and we'd kind of give them little maps to like follow, even though they were basically just all kind of following the coaches. Mm-hmm. And so they'd sort of get that map learning piece, which I think was kind of fun. And <laughs> and they would just sort of go into the neighborhood and go sort of out 10 minutes easy, then come back, get a 20-minute run in. Some days we'd play running-based games, like um, these sort of, I don't know, you can get, there's websites out there that have all these running-based activity games. And we'd do those some days, I think, for the middle schoolers. That was really, really important, keeping it fun and not just going out for a run. And we'd do some core and we'd do other things, but, you know, we'd bring the coolers, we'd bring um, post-run snacks for the kids, and then they would utilize the after-school bus program that most of the schools in town provide for um, whatever other various programs, athletics or band or robotics club or whatever. And then would they do other runs on their own during the week, right? (laughs) They would do the high schoolers would do two other runs on their own, or they were supposed to, and the middle schoolers would do one other run. Mm. And then probably the most important run was the long run. So we'd meet on Saturdays at Rogue mm. and all meet at the same time. So it's the only time where all the schools came together and all the kids came together and ran together. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd meet at nine o'clock. And again, the same type of setup. We'd have maps, we'd have. Um, you know, volunteer pacers, we had water stop workers and we just kind of send them, send them out and we'd have, you know, people all around them all the time, taking them through town and stopping at water stops, getting water and kind of pushing that distance every Saturday. And <laughs> that was, that was really fun. I, I think the first day we were like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, we're runners. It's long run. We got to get out there at like seven thirty, <laughs> And it was like after that first run and we had like 10 kids there. One of the teachers was like, you know, Jeff, you realize these are like, High school. They're like teenagers. They're they're not getting up at seven thirty. Maybe we should bump this back to like nine or nine. On a Saturday, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll bump it back then. So after that, our attendance on Saturday approved immensely. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, but yeah, that was a it was basically three days a week of structured runs and we felt like that was enough to even if they didn't run the other days, they'd have enough to get training in and, and train safely for sure, a marathon. Sure. Well, and so talk a little bit about um, the Run for Good grant you got from Saucony. Can you tell us um, yeah. how much it was and what you did with it? Absolutely. That was uh, <laughs> that was awesome. We we were really fishing for money and grants and stuff at this time last year. And all over the place, just applications like crazy. And Run Saucony was probably the first one that came through. And we initially got $5,000 from Saucony. And that to us was enormous. That was race entry fees. That was... Um, shoes for the kids that was sports bras for the girls i mean we literally uh, hadn't had no like no money we were just kind of putting it all together and going okay let's let's divvy out as far as we can with what we've got and sure. we learned i think later on that with um the raw the run for good app where people are logging miles and stuff like that that we earned an additional five thousand dollars so we were able to get ten thousand dollars from talking which you know up until kind of March or April was our biggest grant at that mm. time. It was That's huge. That's awesome. You know, we had to. It, it, we, we're dedicated to keeping the program a free program to the kids to hit the community and the population that we really want to hit. And so, even though running is an inexpensive sport, race entries and 
shoes and shorts and sports bras, things that are really necessities for the sport. Um, we were committed to providing and, and that's really where that money went to, oh, nice. to, to buying those shoes and buying those, those sports bras and stuff like that. And then Saucony actually came through one of their local reps came through and provided shorts for oh. everybody as well. Oh, great. So that great. was a nice bonus. Really nice. Nice. So, so last question. So you kind of alluded to expanding, but what's next for mm-hmm. Marathon High? Yeah, so this year we just kicked off our second programming year. We uh, hired on a curriculum and programming director um, over the summer, and she was been amazing in kind of getting the word out there. She's an ex-teacher, so we expanded to now seven schools. We have three middle schools, four high schools. We over the first two weeks of practice, we had 180 kids out. Wow! Holy cow! Wow! Yeah. That is awesome. We, that is we, so great. Yeah, taking on, uh, I don't know, I, I think about seven more coaches, and it's just, it's been unreal. We've added field trips. We've kind of hooked up with other nonprofits in town that do various things like um, urban farming and stuff like that. And so we're going to go run to urban farm and, you know, learn about plants and vegetables and how plants grow. Um, we're going to go down to the lake and kind of do a canoe kayak tour on a town lake, which is our local lake through town and learn about the environment and stuff that's on along the running trail. And so it's just really a matter of adding, we added a bunch of field trips. We added some, we've added a, a lot more schools and, and getting a lot more kids in it. And, and really the internal, uh, recruiting by the kids that have done it last year is a huge part of that. Oh, so that's, that's great. Been, oh, that's a real sure, testament sure. to the program then. That's that's yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. And do you have returning students? We do. We have a handful of returners. A lot of our um, students last year were um, either seniors or they were sixth graders in the middle school, which the sixth graders can't play sports necessarily. So mm. a, a lot of them turned to Marathon High. So a lot of them now are kind of bouncing can I play sports? Can I do marathon high? A lot of the, you know, the point is each school we've been at, we've now got more kids at those schools and within the other new schools. I think we had one middle school where we've got 55 or 60 kids out and that's been the teacher. We've had one particular teacher there that's just been fired up and getting all the kids out there. And um, that's been huge and, and really awesome to see that, that going on there. That's, that's awesome. That's so. Well, so, and actually Sarah said one last question, but I, I uh-huh. think that I, I have to ask this question is, is, sure. I mean, you saw trying to get kids, you know, to go 18 miles. And I just, I can't imagine, I mean, my daughter isn't in middle school yet, but she's getting there. There's no mm-hmm. way, I mean, even with a cattle prod and a whip <laughs> and everything else, yeah. I could get her to run 18 miles. I mean, so, I mean, you know, what, 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 do, what are some keys do you think that really got the kids going and, and kept them moving. Yeah. Like, well, you know, one is having their friends out there with them. And that's, that's a huge part of, it. I think if you can get kind of that focus on that one particular leader amongst a group of the friends and, and say, Hey, can you kind of rally the troops around you? That was huge and tremendous. And then just the slow buildup being really methodical and slow and the mileage increase. And they would sort of, once they got out there and they got there, and the coaches were telling them, hey, we're going to run X miles. They might be looking around going, I don't know if I can do that, but no one else is saying that, right? So <laughs> I'm sitting around going, well, I, I guess, you know, so-and-so next to me looks like they're okay with it, so I guess I'm okay with it too. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was having, I think, you know, the non-parent people, the volunteers, the coaches, encouraging those kids, running with those kids, pushing them along, 
seeing each other, you know, and, and really getting, you would see it in races where the kids would be running with one another, really encouraging each other. You know, one would sit down and, and try to stretch on the curb and the other one would be grabbing him by the arm and pulling him back up and saying, let's go, let's keep going. We're almost there. And, and that was it. I mean, it's all the, I mean, it's the teamwork, the, the kind of group dynamic that you have to have is so fundamental. Just asking a kid to get out there and do it would, I mean, that there's no way I, I don't think, think there's any way that uh, these type of kids would be willing to go do something like that. Sure. Um, so it's, 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 it's cause it's the cool kids are doing it. Or your friend is doing it because I mean, yeah, middle school and high school, middle school, especially is such a tough age and it is. you really want to follow the flock there. So if you get the flock to, to half marathon then you're golden, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you can somehow get one of get one of those kids to think that that's the cool thing they need to do it, but yeah, I, I mean it was just honestly, it's just taking your time and getting through it to where it's going. Hey, you went five miles last week. You can go six miles this week. It's just another fifteen minutes, just another ten minutes, and let's just get out there and do it. And and once they were there, they were they were on board. And I think each week they'd go a little further and they'd start realizing that they could push to those next distances. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks. Well, keep up the good work, Jeff. You're really an inspiration. It's great. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. I mean, if you get a hundred kids across a marathon finish line, I don't know, we yeah. might have to anoint you like a, an honorary <laughs> mother runner or something like that. Well, that was, yeah, we, that's our goal this year. We have, we like to set lofty goals for ourselves. So we'll, uh, we, we'll let you know. We'll keep you updated. Great. <laughs> awesome. Great. Awesome. Great. Take good care. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, thanks guys. I think that that last point that Jeff made was so key. Flocks of kids are are the key in getting kids running. I mean, mm-hmm. having their friends do it and having and and then the other point that I thought was really important was having other coaches and other volunteers cheer them on and not necessarily the parent having to be the one to tell them to keep running. Right. See, it all circles back to our intro of maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe next year you not be Amelia's coach. coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure there are other parents that are, I mean, I'm kind of the mother runner of the school, you know? <laughs> so, um, so again, just one more quick reminder about the run for good app. It is runforgood.com number four, all smushed together. Um, we will have a link to it on our site um, with a podcast description. And um, you can also search for Run for Good. And if you have any questions, you can email us at runmother at gmail.com. But pile on the miles for Creekside Middle School and also get yourself entered to win a Saucony gift card and an AMR lifestyle tee. Yeah. And uh, you can chat up your miles or talk with us about whatever you want on our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website, as Dimity mentioned, is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at The Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, are available on Amazon as well as on our website in our online store. And whether you are with your kids or by yourself, many happy miles to you. Mm-hmm.